0: Hey guys, this is Daniel Thompson again, and tonight, or today, whenever you're watching this, uh, we'll be watching Scott Pilgrim. It's been quite a while since I've seen this movie, so I'm pretty excited. That opening was pretty cool. This has such a good cast. And I think this is like Michael Cera's most iconic role probably. All the little motion graphics in this movie are like so detailed. The sound effects too. I like the little back and forth between him and his uh, other bandmate who just kind of has a thing for Scott still, but she won't admit it, so she just hates on him. Knives child, She's so adorable in this movie because she's so innocent and nice. But, you know, you try to think of it in, like, the context of, like, Real life, these like 28, 29-year-olds, like, hanging out with this like 18-year-old. It's a little weird. (laughs) Kim, that's her name. She's great. Young Neil, perhaps the best character in the movie, because he does or says really understated things that have big implications. Also, I gotta say, the soundtrack for this movie is amazing. Like, by getting real musicians to really make the music really makes a difference. Look at that opening. That's just so cool. Who thinks of this stuff? Like, you had to build that set to make it, like, wider than it is. Like, you really had to think about how you wanted your opening to be. And I think a lot of directors when they make their movie aren't thinking about their openings they're just thinking oh we'll just put like a 2d title card up and that'll be it or a 3d title card but this has like so much energy and detail in it you know even if you pause all of the names there's little details that kind of explain the characters like for all the evil exes that are you know popping up on the screen you'll see exes showing up it's very detailed and I remember going to see this in like two thousand and ten with my friends, and we were like debating whether or not to see this versus the expendables and you know i was I just had a feeling that this was gonna be better, and you know it it was it was it was great, but you know I got a lot of flack for like oh, you chose this over expendables and stuff like that, but you know time has kind of a uh, i don't know been more favorable to this than the expendables no one remembers that oh my man director of photography bill pope that guy is like my favorite director of photography he's done movies that you've probably seen like uh the matrix trilogy uh spider-man two and three uh some other stuff but he just is a great director of photography i'd love to work with him one day And also, I like the detail of how crappy the, their apartment is or house is. It looks really lived in. Hurt, Kim. <laughs> he really hurt her. And then he just parrots everything everyone else says, which we all have that one friend who's like kind of not that interesting, but they're just like... They're good people. Roommate life, I guess. (laughs) Wallace just owns everything in that apartment. Oh, she's seventeen. I have the seventeen. Ugh, that's icky. It's weird. But, I mean, it's Canada. I don't know Canada's rules for dating. You know, if you're like... Anna Kendrick, I forgot she was in, in this movie. I think this might be Edgar Wright's best movie. And that's saying a lot. But I think like, it's just inspired and very detailed. You Remember when Michael Sarah was like a really big deal after Super Bad, like it was like two or three years where he could do like anything. And then that it kind of fizzled out. Like I haven't seen Michael Sarah in anything big since this movie, really. Which is unfortunate. But he's great. He's a great actor. Playtime, let's use This is a great line. Kieran Culkin, he plays a good jerk in anything I've seen him in. Like, uh, I don't know if any of you guys watch that HBO show Succession, but he plays this brat on there, and he's he's, he's great. I never was good at games like this. Maybe my hand-eye coordination or my just coordination in general is just bad. I don't have good footwork. I want all of Scott Pilgrim shirts, too. I always want to say I'm going to order one, and I never do. And this sets up a really good dynamic of saying that they're very compatible at this game, and that... Can that translate into a, a compatible relationship? But you can kind of get a, a sense that she's just too young for him. He's not really that excited about being with her. He just has this woman admiring him and stuff like that. And it's just, he's just not that enamored by her. Aubrey Plaza. She's great, Captain Marvel. and that's also another thing about Scott's character in this is that he's very self-absorbed but he won't admit it and that's one of the things he needs to get through you know by the end of the movie it's a great line coming up when she's like I've never kissed a guy before and then he slowly walks up to her and he's like hey me neither (laughs) so it's just so oh look Subliminal X's—that's that, a, a common theme in this movie. If you watch, uh, closely, you'll try to spot different X's that show up. Some are really, you know, overt, and some are just really subtle. Transitions, super on point. And, you know, Scott, sleeping in the same bed as his roommate, because they can't afford any other, you know, mattresses. It's got to be super awkward sometimes. (laughs) That's how I feel sometimes. I feel like when this came out, the comedy didn't really catch on like i because i think the movie didn't have a really big opening weekend it got eaten alive by the expendables but there were people like me and other edgy 2010 teenagers that were like "Ooh, this is such a cool movie but it just didn't translate to popular opinion you know with money i guess Great transition also. <laughs> oh, masterful editing again. Transition work. So great. Like I gotta see how his brain works. You know like. You really have to be on another level. To kind of think. Or break down your scenes like this. <laughs> Pretty cruel. That guy did a good job for the small part he was in, just being this executive. Jerk, or not jerk, but hipster. Scoping out the party. So great. And then we have Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I never think I'm saying her last name right, but she's great. It's great seeing her succeed in movies and stuff like that. Ever since Sky High, for all my Sky sky High fans out there. It's so weird. It's it's such a weird way to introduce yourself. (laughs) But this is adorable. Lady dudes. Don't you wish people talked about you like that? Like, you know, I hope somebody's talking about me like that some, some time at parties. You know that dude, Daniel? Yeah, he's pretty cool. And then him and his poor usage you of trying to touch her. It clearly had a thing. This is great. I wonder if that was a practical shot or if that was like, you know, if they made that a visual effect. If they did it in camera, that would be pretty epic. There's so much that they're building up with Scott's character and what he has to do to make amends. That'd be pretty annoying. Roommate life. And then it's interesting that Scott is so infatuated with Ramona, you know, at first sight. It's like really weird. (laughs) Amazon.ca I like the computer setup. It's very 2006. Amazon prime these days she she did a great job of walking that fine line of being like infatuated in a adorable way, but then also you know where it could easily turn into something dangerous, which it you know does later on, but it's cute for the moment right now. Now the compatibility is going going to crapper foreshadowing could never get past himself, even the like, beats were on point. Like, the countdown of before the game over. You couldn't pull the trigger on her. And, you know, maybe I think the movie not being successful financially was probably due to it catering to the gamers and the anime fans. Which I don't think came out in droves like that, you know, most of the time they don't, but I'm sure this movie's made a killing, uh, in post, or not in post, but, you know, on real, digital, and DVD, and all that stuff. Got the Zelda music playing. I was never really big in this other, but I knew enough about it. Yep. Pretty gross. That's the coronavirus. That's how that spreads. You just wash the tip of your fingers and (laughs) that's it. Also, I love how the movie used, is, is not shot in widescreen. It's like full screen. It's taking advantage of every little piece of the frame. I know a guy who kind of acts like Michael Cera in real life, and he's like very sharp comedically, but the delivery is always very soft, so it's just great. (laughs)
1: The <laughs> <laughs>
0: And it's funny because you really don't get a sense that they have any chemistry whatsoever. Tinder. Probably how that works. (laughs) I'm actually really big into tea now, so it's interesting watching how many variations there are. More of a black tea kind of guy. Chamomile. Chamomile. I never really can say it right. Whatever. (laughs) Great framing also right there. Great in-camera effects right there. Maybe not him playing the guitar right there, but the lighting. There's a lot I really just want to break down while watching it. (laughs) <laughs> See on Twitter right now they call that guy a simp, but <laughs> these were different times. It's two thousand ten. Like a little, like, skates. Seven X's. Great visual auditory transition with the equal rocket. It's so different. But I could see why most people probably wouldn't get it while, you know, this was out. Foreshadowing, it's just not a good look. Ah, great shot! Great shot. Great. (laughs) <laughs> it's like already getting in his head. Such an interesting character. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty accurate, the music nowadays. <laughs> we hate you please die so creative sounds cool though and that drummer is just funny every time I see it. see the notes that's so cool Man, his sister is really not on his side. But I love the look on her face when she said that because you hear that little microphone screech. It's a Doctor Who reference, I believe. Biggest fangirl. And they're not bad. I think the band actually has some good, you know, tracks. I think this song was called, like, Garbage Truck or something. Yeah. I can't remember what actual real band made some of the songs for this. I want to say Beck, but I pro- I'm probably wrong. Look it up later. <laughs> oh my God, bitch, True. Just got to get the vibe. That's great. And he says the, the wrong word, oh no, and he's like, my. And then here his seduction is happening still. <laughs> Which is funny because he's so sneaky. The look on his face is just great. Here we go, the first X arrives. And what an entrance it was, the pirate, Matthew Patel,
1: so great.
0: It's like a combination of everything you love, like anime, comic books. It's just it, it, it. You can tell that whoever made this, you know, Edgar Wright, you know, he really understood the language of that stuff, and it translated. He he did it accurately, and it's like a lot of the time when people try to translate stuff to cinema, they get told all oh, that won't look right, or they'll look cheesy, but it it, it really, that, it, that really is false. It just depends on who's directing it and what their eye is, how they frame things. Bill Graham, so great. Shame, <laughs> like the dust, the action dust. Seen every kung fu movie, well, the the good ones, I mean. So great. Those visual effects details. I mean, you really have to play this movie in slow motion on certain parts. Just to appreciate the stuff. Were pirates in 2010? I don't know. Hmm, and he's still holding crutches, it's a shame. This was great seeing this in the theater for the first time because it was so bizarre, but it worked so well. Because I think up until this moment, you don't realize what type of movie it's (laughs) going to be. S.L. Ick. So catchy. Vaporized. Oh. It's the best bar. The movie. Open your eyes. Maybe you'll see. So great. That's a great shot. That's like the trailer shot right there with the the KO. Like you could kind of sell the movie off of that. Which they... Tried to do, obviously. I guess it wasn't enough. Mm, What you say? (laughs) Okay, here's a good question. If you were in this universe and you get in a fight and you lose and explode and turn into coins, how much do you think you're worth? in coins. Like I think I'd be worth like maybe like you know, maybe like a hundred thousand probably. Or who knows? Cause really none of them really know how much any of them are worth, which I guess is kind of the thing, you know, as he keeps fighting and winning, you know, that their worth keeps increasing. Aww. But, you know, if you rewind that scene, which you probably won't, but the jet ja- or if you look at the jacket he's wearing right now, it has an X. Well, you can't see it now, but it had an X on the shoulder. So it's almost saying that he possibly might be of an X too, waiting to happen. Yeah, I think if you look back at this, Scott is kind of a trash individual at this point. I like the finger pointing as it keeps going. <laughs> I'm sure the rehearsals for this stuff is was great cuz I don't think I think half of the good stuff in this movie had to be improvised. Chris Evans, before he became Captain America, did a great job in this movie. Because that kind of is his trajectory, right? You know, like, he's perfectly cast in this role because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, except he's not a jerk in real life. It's me pulling the trigger. (laughs) Never used a payphone before. Must feel weird. That must suck for some filmmakers, though, because you kind of have to create alternate universes where you have phone booths. But do phone booths still exist? I don't know. Yeah, that'd be awkward. <laughs> ah, great! And here we go. Here's the terrible breakup. And then look if you look at this next shot of her in just complete blackness, it's like, it's a perfect example of people's emotional state when their hearts are bro- broken. It's just they're in this void. They can't really escape. And then he just scoots out of the frame. And it's just, it's just funny because it's like no one wants to be in that <laughs> emotional space, especially if they inflicted it on someone. So it's just like, it's funny. And then you see the mental process of it staying in his mind. It's such a great comic book panel moment, but then he thinks of Ramona, and then his mind gets better it's It's great. He did the hard thing he pulled the band-aid off, little does he know you know that's gonna come back to bite him and see it's like references like this I was like i don't I don't play Final Fantasy, but sounds catchy. new new girlfriend another trailer shot I'd be so sick of this dude bringing his girlfriend, girlfriends to rehearsals and stuff. That would be really annoying. I don't think I could deal with that. I could deal with that. Never mind. Just don't, don't, don't listen to that part. What I just said, I could deal with that. If you want to change your hair color, that's fine. (laughs) Poor Neil. But then again, maybe not poor Neil. And that's the famous Quentin Tarantino shot of the foot. That was specifically for Quentin Tarantino. Uh-oh. That's what Edgar Wright said, so it's very odd. Because, you know, if you don't know, Quentin Tarantino's kind of has a foot fetish. Not kind of, he does. But he did that shot for him. <laughs> so, it's a
2: Yeah,
0: so cringy. Like, if you were dating somebody and it's only been like, oh, like not even a week, and somebody makes you like a song, when do you think there was something off about that person? <laughs> but, whatever. <laughs> And the planning that had to go into all that is interesting for the whole drawing in the darkness. A very good visual cue too, you know. When he's saying things, feel a little brighter, and then things get like, literally brighter. Is, you know, it's there's so much elegance to, and thought put into whatever is in the frame. It's it really puts a lot of filmmakers to shame. I think this might be like one of the best X's in the movie. Chris Evans does a great job of being just pompous and, like, completely arrogant. (laughs) It's nothing more rude than an actor saying action themselves. that probably would be me still if I met Chris Evans in real life I'd ask for an autograph after all that it's Captain America It's funny because I think these are the roles Chris Evans wants to play, like, going forward after playing Captain America for so long. Like, he really is a good actor. Hmm. The stunt
1: double
0: fight. That's why I couldn't be in an action movie because I couldn't find a stunt double with my hair. You'd have to probably make like a ridiculous wig. I think this is a good showcasing moment too of Blending the stunt actor with Michael Cera because it's like, oh, you know, Michael Sarah can do his thing, too. Like, you know, you can try to find the shots where they, like, edited in Michael Sarah And when they edited in the stunt double doing the cool flips and stuff. Because it's really trying to sell you that he can do all these things. <laughs> S- assistant can't stand him. You're needed back on set. A great line. Wow, that's a great moment coming out. Like the double X belt buckle to this, funny. <laughs> always interesting having friends that are into skateboarding. I remember in high school I had a lot of friends that were skaters and they would always try to master this leg or flip move. And it just was so scary to watch sometimes. But you know, nothing's probably better than like perfecting on a move that you've been trying and failing at for like multiple times. And then getting it right just once. They're kind of addicts like that. Not cool. I like how the roommate is kind of playing the angles here like he's trying to get her to be with him but he really just wants him out
1: hmm <laughs>
0: Such a great transition. And so this is a technique they would call rotoscoping. So you have to kind of draw around somebody's shoulder to get all of the things behind him, and you have to track it. And tracking is pretty much just making things stay within the frame as the camera's moving. Yeah. And it's really good rotoscoping. You don't see any edge movement on his hands. Like, they really worked hard on it. <laughs> Great gag. <laughs> the walk behind her is the best of that whole gag. Here we have another introduction to another ex. Punched in the boob.
1: Pluck. (laughs) Hmm. <laughs>
0: The bleeping is great. Not a good quirk. One day, his roommate wants him gone. <laughs> <laughs> freelancing life a gig is a gig is a gig is a gig oh <laughs> She's this whole time. She's just been emotionally torn up, stewing in her rage and anger and confusion. Also, like the the notion that knives just calls her fat because she hates her. Uh, Young Neo. Perfect way in. You know, the movie has an interesting pace because you have to get through seven X's and that could make for a really long movie, but they have written in the script a way to make it Faster. Creepy. <laughs> That'd be so weird. R. Kelly. And again, this has a great soundtrack. And I mean, of course, we get an introduction to Superman, or the once Superman, Brandon Ralph. You know, this was a few years after Superman returned, so it's a great role for him. Because technically he's playing a Superman in this as well. <laughs> You know she's she doesn't have a bad voice. If that it really is Alice, Allison Bree, Bree Larson. I mean, why would I say Alison Bree, Bree Larson? Ah, oh, that line makes me so mad. Him saying that. You see him live, the much better live. Like he's kind of sl- slow, young Neil. Oh, I love this part—the emoji face. <laughs> and here we might have one of the best scenes in the movie. It's my favorite line in the movie, and I'll tell you when. Here we go. It's the best line in the movie. Best delivery. He punched the highlights out of her hair. <laughs> he says it so indignant. He really doesn't. Cool telekinesis. Vegan powers. I even know what he's talking about. Wouldn't that be crazy if that was true though? Kiss her, kiss her. She just was a bad kid. <laughs> And here we have our guitar riff off, I guess. So great. Perfect lighting. probably as a musician's like favorite movie just the artistry behind some of the music is pretty cool or enhancing the music is cool Great double there. Oh, vegan police. I forgot all about vegan police. They actually are the best part of the movie. Retract my previous statement. Thomas Jane. It's milk and eggs. I like that line when it comes up. And this guy. <laughs> Great, and it's funny that the de-veganizing rate would be green, considering Brandon Rath played Superman. So, you know, it's just great. Hmm, it's gotta be rough. <laughs> Worth three thousand. I think with all those powers he had he'd be worth a lot. So I guess the common person would be worth like a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> It's good to see Brie Larson's acting hasn't improved since this movie. It's kind of stayed the same. (laughs) I'm just kidding. She's an Oscar winner so I think she can act. I'm just kidding. It's interesting that it's just putting a strain on the relationship with these exes and stuff. And that's also an interesting thing to explore in the movie with uh, vulnerabilities of being in a new relationship, you know. And the person you're dating has so many exes. It's like, are you just be a band-aid to this person's emotional needs? And so they're both really unsure of each other. Oh. maybe they can make a prequel to see see that I think they actually did an animated series (laughs) Mini series. <laughs> this is just a great sh- few shots coming up <laughs> bye furious <laughs> Got some cool dutch angles here. I like dutch angles. Just adds personality to stuff. Remember my art teacher was like, ah, you should stop doing dutch angles. I'm like, they're cool. Like in this fight scene without the dutch angles, it's, it's a little less interesting. And for those of you who don't know what a dutch angle is, it's like when you tilt the camera sideways a little bit and it makes everything off center oh I like this moment or not this moment (laughs) <laughs> and this is a good example of sound editing where she says lazy ass and then the ass is like reverberating. It's just a good detail that you just find later in a movie in post. <laughs> Four thousand. It's a good moment, right here. Where she says, Oh, you've had a little bit too much to drink. His reaction was great. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah his fingers are like saying two as he's as he says he's had one drink this is great ooh it cuts deep evil eggs waiting to happen And this is, like, his dark moment of the soul. As you can tell with the bass... (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: that'd be pretty crazy to be in a at a place like that My, your ears would probably be ringing so bad afterwards though Great lighting. And we have our introduction to Jason Schwartzman. (laughs) I think that's how you say his last name, Schwartzman. He's great in this role. It's Gideon. I liked him in that movie, uh, Rushmore. If you haven't seen that, check it out. It's a pretty good indie flick. Bill Murray in it.
1: Hmm.
0: Not a good start for them. I like how they didn't even explain how she dated those twins at the same time. Like, what's the story about that? It's probably a hard story to come up with without it being weird. Great song. And I like how they summon these, uh, creatures. And then the state that Scott is in, you know, he summons, uh, you know, uh, an animal that is, I don't know, uh, jealous, you know, it's the color green and it's this very angry beast thing, you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting. Here we go. It's great. Yeah. The green eyes. Destroyed. That will come in handy later. Hmm. And, you know, I think a scene like this really grounds the movie emotionally. No matter how absurd it gets, this, these type of scenes kind of keep it grounded. Because he really did do some damage emotionally to her. And the movie doesn't waste time or, or try to make it funny the whole way through that he's he's done this. You know, even him realizing that he hurt her is still not enough for him to uh, get past or or come to the real realization that he's needs to, that he needs to change. And then here we have Jason Schwartzman again coming in, swooping up. Taking the girl. Perfect song usage. And you know, it's funny under different circumstances in the movie. (laughs) That's a great shot. Uh, He is a likable character. He's signing them, giving them a lot of money. He's not that bad, other than that, he took his girlfriend. And he's easily replaceable in Young Neil. I mean, that's the easiest. I mean, and unfortunately, that happens in a lot of bands. You know, like, look at the Black Eyed Peas. You know, Fergie kind of came in exactly like that. Like, she wasn't the original girl of the group. (laughs)
1: mm <laughs>
0: And now we have the lowest low that you can get to. (laughs) it's a great line too did you really see a future with this girl and he's like with jetpacks I would love to see like a future Scott Pilgrim movie where like he's not with Ramona but you know he's like an older guy but maybe we shouldn't mess with classics
1: so
0: <laughs> I mean it's a reasonable thing you gotta kick your roommate out for your significant others. <laughs> i appreciate honest friends. Here we go. Adding insult to injury. And him chewing the gum just makes him even that much more of a jerk when you chew with your mouth open like that. Scott <laughs> Style though, I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Suitin'> up. mm <laughs> Great shot, which is a cool trick because they could shoot it in a green screen with the set of the elevator and then just lift up with the camera and then it gives the illusion that it's going down. Awkward. Sold out. What about mice? Yeah, it's a great, great line. I like Michael Say's reaction after he does it, with his eyes, you'll see, <laughs> it just it's like he realizes he kind of was overboard. It's a great little moment. Sideburns, man. Wouldn't it be cool to hear voiceovers like that when you learn life lessons? You know, you've achieved something? be great. It's a cool sword, too. Hmm. Cue the cool action sequence. Ah, such a cool shot. On a crane. Which is this mechanism used for making big wide shots over, you, over your head. And they're going to get these really cool angles.
1: Hmm.
0: Power of love wasn't strong enough. Here we have Knives returning. (laughs) Such a racist line, but it it, it works because he's already a, a bad guy, so he can say stuff like that. Priorities. I'm sure both of those actors really appreciated doing some cool action sequences because it looks good on their resume, you know, the demo reels and whatnot. But, you know, I haven't really seen any of them in an action movie except for uh, Mary, you know, in a Birds of Prey recently. And so you have this whole subplot of Ramona not knowing that she was the side chick, you know, the whole time for for a certain time. (laughs) <laughs> but you can't cheat Diff. Dark. message Extra
1: laugh.
0: I like that line. The comic book is better than the movie. And now we have the sped up fight again. Cause you know, we already got to witness it once before, so why we'll- we'll waste time. Nice. I like coughing up a coin. I mean, she should really get that, like, implant taken out. Hmm. Naruto style. It's a cool sword, though. One hand in it. Clearly, he's done this before. Oh, cool line coming up. And the glasses. So great. Nice. Hmm. I wonder what Gideon's sword is powered by. Ego? Money? <laughs> because clearly it's strong enough to destroy both of those swords. <laughs> Dark. Now he's at the edge of his narcissism. Such a great, great shots, and, that, and it's a good callback to earlier in the film, in the beginning where they're playing the game. Mm. It's glitching. Oh, here's the coughing up coins part. (laughs)
1: Hmm.
0: <laughs> what a way to go. So, it's interesting because this wasn't the original ending. The original ending, they were kind of setting it up for Scott to end up back with Knives, but a lot of people felt it was disingenuous of the journey. And for Knives, you know, to really go back to him after he did all that to her. So, it's interesting. And then this moment is so well done because the audience at this point is like, Oh, not another fight scene. And the movie kind of flips that on its head just when you think another fight scene is about to happen. Great transition. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think the whole movie would have collapsed on itself if Ramona had left... Yeah, I think that was a good choice for them to have her realize that. Great transition. Great. Well, I think we've reached the end of, uh, Scott Pilgrim. You know, this is a, this was a fun one. You guys chose this, so, Hope you enjoyed it. It's really interesting doing commentary because you kind of have to carry it by yourself. So I hope I've been entertaining. Uh, Yeah. All right, guys. Peace.